0: Hello and welcome to a Thursday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts. Or episodes every day, Monday through Friday. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A lot to get to on today's episode. Draymond Green's exit interview is coming up later on. A whole lot of news around the NBA, including injuries to Kawhi Leonard. Chris Paul is out with uh, health and safety protocol. We'll get to Steph being named to first team All-NBA But I I want to start with Kevin Durant. I know that this happened a couple nights ago. But uh, Durant's performance in that game against Milwaukee without Kyrie Irving, with James Harden hobbled, clearly not right, five points on one for ten shooting, 0 for eight from three point, just couldn't move James Harden. And you've got Kevin Durant in a series tied 2-2 in which Milwaukee had won the last two games before it heads back to Brooklyn. No Kyrie Irving. His team is hobbled and injured. It's KD now, who has, with Kyrie's help, assembled this whole thing in Brooklyn, and it is now on the line. And what does he do? One of the best performances we've ever seen, not just from Kevin Durant, but from any player in NBA history, something that Michael Jordan statistically never did, played all 48 minutes of the game, something, the only person to do that last was LeBron James, a few years ago. Kevin Durant, 49 points on 16 of 23 shooting, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. Brings Brooklyn back from a double-digit deficit from most of the first half. The Nets did not lead until the fourth quarter. They, they, they led 2 nothing early on in the game. And it looked like Milwaukee was going to just run away with this thing. It looked like Milwaukee was going to run away with that game. Giannis had 34 points. Chris Middleton had 25 points. Drew Holiday had 19 points. Brooke Lopez had 15 points. Pat Connaughton comes off the bench for 10 points. Milwaukee was rolling. Kevin Durant stopped them. Not only with what he was doing on offense, but what he was doing on defense. He was all over the place. Three steals, two blocks. But what he did in that fourth quarter, single-handedly carrying the Nets to a win In the biggest game he's played as a Brooklyn Net to that point. Granted, it hasn't been a ton of them. But this was a big moment. This was a big stage. And Las Vegas, they have. Over there at betonline.ag, they have Brooklyn as title favorites. Contingent upon them making it out of this round against Milwaukee. Because they are so injured. Kevin Durant made the injured Brooklyn Nets look like title contenders without his two best players next to him. And I understand that James Harden played 46 minutes, but that was not the James Harden that we are accustomed to seeing. That was a wholly different player. And I am confused why Milwaukee didn't attack him over and over again, but that's a Milwaukee problem and something that they're going to have to deal with probably. But what Kevin Durant did, if you're a Warriors fan, Doesn't that make you feel good? Weren't you rooting for him? Didn't you find yourself pulling for Kevin Durant? And I know that he's polarizing, especially in the Bay Area, especially amongst Warriors fans who didn't love the way, the sour taste that was left in everybody's mouth after that 2019 season. I think mostly Warriors fans are logical and appreciate Kevin Durant. They appreciate that he put his body on the line in that 2019 playoff run. And in the 2019 Finals, they appreciate everything. They appreciate the fact that he tore his Achilles in order to try to help your team win a championship. There are some Warriors fans out there, however, who still don't like Kevin Durant. Who don't like that he left. That don't understand why he left. But I think that most Warriors fans, in general most Warriors fans are smart. And I think most Warriors fans are smart about this as well. That for the same reason you acquired Kevin Durant. For the same reason that Kevin Durant got to play for your favorite team is the exact same reason why he was able to leave, and you cannot fault him for that. Now, I've been a critic of the way that Kevin Durant handles his media responsibilities. I've been critical of Kevin Durant uh, for the way that he portrays himself, for the way that he seems to disrespect other players in the league and other people that he works with. Uh, I've been critical about the way he handled that last year in Golden State. I and Warriors fans can be critical of Kevin Durant while at the same time appreciating Kevin Durant and appreciating his greatness because what we saw on Tuesday night was undoubtedly one of the best 15 players in league history. No? Now, I don't want to turn this into a debate of who's the greatest ever. Who goes down on the list of greats? Who is higher on that list, Steph or KD? KD. That's a different podcast, different conversation. Not one that I'm wholly interested in having in the first place. But what Durant did showed that he is back. And as good as he ever was, as good as he ever was for Golden State, as good as he ever was for Oklahoma City, what he has become in Brooklyn, and I say become because he had to bounce back from an Achilles injury. That in most circumstances would be devastating. I was in that press conference room when Bob Myers wept for Kevin Durant. Broke down in tears because they put Kevin Durant in the situation, rightly or wrongly, again, not debating that, but they did undoubtedly put him in the position where he tore his Achilles. And Kevin Durant obviously had a say in that. I'm not going to go back and litigate that, all right? But I saw Bob Myers weep for what happened to Kevin Durant. He wept because he had seen this happen before. He saw it happen to Kobe. He tore his Achilles. Never was the same after that. Never was the same after that. Nobody is the same after that. Kevin Durant is. He's the same. That's not hyperbole. He's exactly the same as he was. He has not lost a step. You watched what he did in that fourth quarter. He launches jumper after jumper, not just from the three-point line, but from beyond, from Steph Curry range, from damn near the logo. He is pulling up for three-pointers in transition with movement, with fluidity. All of the stuff that we are accustomed to seeing Kevin Durant do and all the stuff that we became accustomed to watching Kevin Durant do with the Warriors during his time here. He didn't lose anything. He is the same exact player. When the, when the Bucks start sending help to Kevin Durant across half court, when they start bringing Brooke Lopez higher to the point of the screen, what does Kevin Durant do? Puts the ball on the ground, blows right by him, goes to the rim, dunks, layups, whatever he wanted. They couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop him. The athleticism, the explosiveness, the leaping ability. Everything was there. He hasn't changed. Which brings me to this. If you're his former teammate, Clay Thompson, and you're watching that, don't you have to feel good about your own situation? Now, Clay's deal is a little bit different. It wasn't just the Achilles injury, it was the torn ACL two years ago. Suffered in the same 2019 finals series. So he's coming off not one, but two major catastrophic lower body injuries that robbed him of two years of his prime. I get that. But if you're Clay, you're not thinking about that when you're watching. Kevin Durant demolished single-handedly the Milwaukee Bucks in the fourth quarter. The Bucks, who, by the way, are a very good team, okay? We clown on Giannis and Mike Budenholzer. That's a damn good team. That is a good team with a lot of length and a lot of dudes that they could throw at a guy just like Kevin Durant to bother him, and he was unbothered, unfazed. And if you're Clay, you're watching that, and you're saying, I could do this. If he can come back, I can come back. If Kevin Durant can come back and be exactly the same as he was, I can come back and be exactly the same as I was. And unlike KD, he's not a guy who is asked to carry that kind of load offensively. He is not a guy who playmakes the way that Kevin Durant playmakes. Not a guy who has to play center the way that Kevin Durant sometimes has to play center. Athletically, physically, he's asked to do a little bit less than Kevin Durant is. He's also not as tall and as lengthy As Kevin Durant. You look at Durant's body type, boy, the fact that he ever came back from, I mean, he had a foot injury years ago, right? Like those major foot issues that he was dealing with. He has come back from all of that. He's come back from all of that. I know that Clay is dealing with the two major injuries, but before these two injuries, he was an iron man, was never injured. Kevin Durant dealt with a ton of injuries in Oklahoma City, was fortunate enough in Golden State to not deal with an injury until the 2019 playoff run. So, take all of it into an account. I would say chalk it up basically even injury history basically even both Achilles both suffered Achilles injuries both have had stuff before that. And if you're Klay Thompson, you're watching KD on Tuesday night and you're watching KD do what he's doing in these playoffs. The not just Tuesday night, he is the MVP of these playoffs, especially now that Kawhi out indefinitely with this knee thing. Kevin Durant is the MVP of these playoffs, and if you're Clay. No, you've never been as good as Durant is, but you've been an all-pro. You've been an all-NBA guy, multiple-time all-star, one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen, a unique player, one-of-a-kind, the way that Kevin Durant is one-of-a-kind. If you're Klay Thompson, you're watching KD, and you're saying, I could do that. I could come back and be just as I was, just like Durant can. And if you're a Warriors fan watching that, that's reason for optimism, isn't it? the way that science has progressed over the last few years, the way that guys just come back now from stuff. I mean, a guy like Paul George can come back. Adrian Peterson, that, that ACL tear that he, that, that he suffered in the NFL, he comes back, plays another 10 years in the NFL or whatever it was. I mean, guys come back, not all the time, not from everything. But guys come back now better than they ever have. Clay Thompson has been... Very honest about the fact that he believes he'll be back just as he was. Not right away. There'll be rust to shake off. There'll be conditioning that needs to be done. Things will need to happen and be worked on. But Kevin Durant what, wasn't what he is now during the regular season. He is now. He is what he is now. Now. And now is what matters. Now is the playoffs. And that's all the Warriors need. For Klay to come back, work his way back, doesn't have to play every night, doesn't have to play half the games, it doesn't matter. If he can get back to what he was before the injury, for the games that really matter, then the Warriors and Klay Thompson will be in good shape. And I think Clay, and I think Kevin Durant is a role model for doing exactly that. And that brings us to our Michelob Ultra moment of the week. We've all been there. The feeling after a great win or after you've nailed the presentation at work, or maybe you've just gotten back from your first run in months. And you're exhausted, sweaty, and proud. It's these little moments that define our days. And what better way to celebrate them than with a Michelob Ultra? Because they know that enjoying these moments is the key to happiness. And I already talked about the fourth quarter between the Nets and the Bucs. I am sure that Kevin Durant was very happy after that win. But how could you not take in that moment with joy? Even if you're somebody like me who has to cover the, the NBA as a job, I'm there sitting on my couch watching that game and just enjoying it. It was a spectacle. I mean, those kinds of moments are so rare where you are just witnessing absolute greatness and a great story behind it as well. You can go check out tons of other exciting Ultra Moments with the hashtag Ultra Moment, Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories in my refrigerator right now. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. I'll get to Steph's All-NBA First Team honor later on. But let's start with our exit interview with Draymond Green. And when you look at Draymond's stats from a year ago uh, versus this last season, they won't reveal a whole lot about the difference in his impact. So during the Warriors' 15 win uh, 2019-20 season... Draymond averaged eight points, 6.2 rebounds, and 6.2 assists. And during this past season, uh, Draymond had 7 points, 7.1 rebounds, and 8.9 assists. So obviously assists were up, points were down, uh, rebounds, you know, within one. Um the advanced metrics, however, do a much better job. If you pull up any of that mumbo jumbo that ESPN has, that basketball reference has. Draymond Green's ratings were far better than what they were during the 15-win season. So Draymond goes from a 0.7 rating to a 1.16 in ESPN's Real Plus Minus. And then if you uh, use basketball references, uh, VORP, which is a value over replacement, uh, Draymond went from 0.6 to 1.8. Uh, without getting into exactly what all of that calculus means, it basically means that Draymond was twice as good at this last year as he was during that Warriors 15-win season, and he was basically just as good as they were when they went to the finals in 2019. So what we have right now is a prime Draymond Green. That is what we are looking at right now. And he's a guy who, in his prime, can really F up a team's offense, right? Like he said in, in May, after the Warriors' last game of the season, he proved to himself that he could do that again, Right? He averaged the most steals uh, since leading the league in in steals when he won Defensive Player of the Year in 2017. So he he had 1.7 steals this year versus two steals per game in 2017. He ranked 12th in the league in deflections and 5th among forwards in contested shots. So this dude was everywhere. That's what we saw. And I think what we also saw was that what he looked like two years ago, When Steph broke his hand, when they were dealing with the D'Angelo Russell stuff and then the Andrew Wiggins stuff, when they were dealing with a roster that was turned over, a roster that was asking Alec Burks to save them on some nights on offense, right? That year was an anomaly, right? Because the Warriors weren't competitive and Draymond is a guy, and people say this all the time, and I say it all the time, he's a guy who needs stakes. He needs these games to matter. And no, he was not injured the same way that Steph was there, but mentally he was not there the way that... In that the way that he was there this year, and by the way, Draymond's admitted that physically he was there in 2019-20. Mentally, he was not there. Can't blame him. The Warriors sucked; they weren't any good. That those are Draymond Green's words that they effing sucked. You remember all that? So he is the play. He is more the player that he was before the 15 win season than he was during the 15 win season. Even at this age. He's still a lousy three-point shooter, shot just 27% of uh, on his 126 attempts from deep. Um, that makes it now five straight years that he has failed to hit a third of his three-pointers. That one year where he shot 38 39% from three-point range, that's never coming back. Steve Kerr can tell you it's coming back. Draymond Green can tell you it's coming back. All they want, it's never coming back. He's not a good three-point shooter. He's not. He won't be. His shot looks awful. Like it's not like, oh hey, his his form looks good. It's just not going in. No, the form looks weird. He looks like he's shooting with Yoda on his back. Like he's got bad form. And it's gotten worse. It's not suddenly going to reverse and become he's not going to suddenly become a 40% three-point shooter again. It's not happening. Uh, His athleticism has declined also a little bit, but um, he makes up with that, with just experience and smarts and all these things. I mean, he is obviously more experienced than he was when he won Defensive Player of the Year in 2017, has seen more stuff. Nothing really phases him. He makes adjustments extremely quickly, not just defensively, but offensively as well. Offensively, like there's some stuff that he needs to work on, right? His six field goal attempts per game were the fewest since he became a full-time starter in 2014. That's what we're going to talk about more next here on Locked on Warriors. But first, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all of the parts you need for your car at a traditional store, so do it easily online instead At rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com instead. Go right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's also talk about bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA playoffs are on, and even though the Warriors aren't a part of it, you can be. Take a look at the spreads, money lines, over unders, and more at bet online. For example, uh, after Chris Paul was put into the health and safety protocol, we don't know when he's going to come back. He'll be reevaluated on Saturday. Phoenix's odds of winning the championship before Chris Paul, th- that whole deal, uh, Phoenix was 13 to 4 odds. To win the championship now, 17-4 to odds. If you think Chris Paul is going to come back and that the Suns aren't going to miss a beat, you're going to get better value now on the Suns than you would have before. This is kind of the time to get in on them if you have not sold your Suns' stock. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. When you're done listening to us here, go check out Locked On today to get all of the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes. Host Peter Bukowski has the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Going back to Draymond Green on offense. We know what he can do on defense. He's a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year, and he should stay at that level for at least another couple of years. Offensively, he has become way too reluctant to do basically anything, right? Uh, like I said, the fewest he attempted the fewest field goal attempts per game uh, since becoming a full-time starter in 2014, this is a guy who often just ignored wide-open looks at the basket. Instead of, you know, before you'd always get the stuff from Draymond where he was never a great three-point shooter except for that one year, but wasn't always terribly a willing three-point shot uh, shooter either. But he would slip screens with Steph, he would get to the basket, he would pressure the, mi- the middle of a defense, and he would either lay it up or, or, uh, or kick out to open shooters. I mean, this is a guy who had a triple-double in a finals game, in an elimination game, okay? And I, I think those days are well behind him. I, I honestly don't know if we'll ever see Draymond Green score 20 points a game, in, in a game again, if he keeps playing the way he did. But during their exit interviews, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, took Draymond aside during his exit interview said, hey, we need you to score more because what you did last year isn't going to cut it, right? At least get up shots. There were too many times where he would set a screen and his body would just be opposite, facing the opposite way of the basket. And defenses would recognize that, and they would, they would defend him accordingly. They would sag off of him. They wouldn't even guard him. So now you're playing four on five? It doesn't work. And I know and Draymond Green is, is proud, and he believes that he can impact the game with his defense and his passing. And that's true. He's an impactful, he's a helpful player just with his defense and his passing. But in today's game, you can't just be a non-factor offensively. I mean, you can't just go a week without taking a shot as was often the case. Just can't do it anymore. So during those ex- exit interviews, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, they told him that, hey, we need you to score a little bit more. We don't need you to score like Steph. We don't need you to take 10 shots a game even. We just, you can't do what you were doing before, right? You can't, you can't just not look at the basket. Uh, so he's a next-level passer, one of the best ever at his position, but he does need to strike that balance between being too unselfish and getting his own shot. He doesn't need to necessarily make the shots at a high rate. He just needs to take them and earn the respect of the defense. So when we get to our offseason question with Draymond Green, I think that, look, it sounds like he's going to go play in the Olympics. I think that'll be good for his conditioning. I wouldn't be too worried about him getting tired out if I'm a Warriors fan. I think that's, that's overall a good thing because what Draymond Green needs to do, he's got a bad habit habit of showing up during the regular season out of shape. As he was this last year, look, there's a reason for it. He, he got the coronavirus or had a t- positive test or whatever, uh, but wasn't able to, to be involved in training camp or preseason. But even before that, he's had a habit of showing up in the regular season a little out of shape. The Olympics should hopefully prevent that. And maybe he starts next year the way he finished this last year, which was in really good condition, really good shape. Uh, but the other thing that... Draymond Green is going to be involved with is possibly these front, the, these front office moves, right? Draymond Green, last time he spoke to us in the media after the Warriors were eliminated from the Grizzly, by the Grizzlies, um, he made it very clear that he wanted to be involved in Golden State's offseason, that he wanted to have a dialogue with the front office. When he was a guest analyst on TNT a few weeks ago, he talked about the Wizards and how they can't surround their all-stars with rookies, with draft picks. I mean, that was not a very subtle hint at the front office. And anybody who thinks that he wasn't talking about the Warriors is is out of their mind. I mean, he was absolutely talking about the Warriors. He was talking about the Wizards. Don't get me wrong. He was definitely talking about the Wizards. He was also talking about the Warriors. He was absolutely talking about his own situation. Um, I talked to Steve Kerr this week, and I used this quote in a story that I did uh, for the Mercury News Steve told me there's no question that we're all on the same page in terms of putting our heads together. We definitely want Steph and Draymond and Clay involved in those things and those things uh, regarding the front office moves this offseason, how they're going to supplement this roster. So, look, this isn't a question about whether or not Draymond will have his voice heard. My question is whether or not his voice will be listened to. And Joe Lacop has made it very clear he wants to build for the future while also trying to win now. I've made my point on this show and on others. I don't think you get to do that. I don't think you can do that. I think it's very—it's possible, but it's very tricky. And they like to use the word thread the needle. They like to use the phrase thread the needle. And my thing is, why bother? You've got Steph right now. Go for it. Threading the needle is hard. Winning a championship is hard. Building for the future is hard. Why would you try to do all of these things, juggle all of these things at once? Just take one hard thing and put all of your resources towards that. They're not doing that. They're trying to build for the future, at least for now. We'll see if Bob Myers and, and Steve Kerr and Draymond Green and Stephen Clay, for that matter, can dictate the the direction of this team this offseason. Because I do think that Joe Lacop would prefer to say, hey, you know what? My job is to own the team and make money. Bob Myers, your job is to do what I say and build the team the way I see fit. Steve Kerr, your job is to coach this team. Steph, Draymond Clay, your job is to play on this team. And what I want is for you to try to win a cha- championship now while also making sure that we're going to be pretty good eight years from now so that I could sell out Chase Center forever. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But when you, when you listen to Draymond Green's comments saying getting draft picks and placing them next to two All-Stores, that don't work. He's right. It doesn't work. There, Look at the playoffs right now. There is not a team right now that is trying to fold in two 19-year-olds while also competing for a championship. It doesn't work. Brooklyn traded their young kids. They traded their kids for stars, for veterans. They said, the hell with Jared Allen. we got DeAndre Jordan. We got Blake Griffin. We, had one, we once had Lamarcus Aldridge. We got Jeff Green. Like, these are the guys that they are trusting down the stretch of these playoff games. Every team left in the playoffs is doing that. They're trusting guys who are experienced. The Warriors did that at the height of their powers. So it's obvious that Draymond and Stephen Clay, for that matter, prefer to play with people their own age. The Warriors have a mid level exception. They can offer any number of veterans in free agency a minimum contract. But they're also going to have these two lottery picks. As many as two lottery picks. We'll find out on June 22nd. We'll have a lot of lottery stuff for you next week on the show. How they use that capital and how much they'll value Draymond's opinion, that's the part that remains to be seen. That'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors wherever you listen to the podcast. Rate, review, and say nice things. You can reach me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email me at wgoldberg at com. Enjoy your day, and thanks for listening.